Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the microphone to my interface, Brandon Gross. Brandon. Wow, don't, don't be mean to me just because my interface <laughs> didn't come in the mail yet. Brandon, this is not a slight. This is merely an opportunity for us to address the fact that we have finally financially invested a little bit into this podcast, which I think is a, is a, is a good sign for the listeners. Hey, we're going to have matching equipment, so it should sound pretty good as far as I know, but who knows? I mean, a lot of other things can happen. I found out cell phones can interact with a microphone Whoa. recently, so that's why... Yeah, so that's why we had a little buzz. Oh, uh, last week. Oh, yes, yeah. Sorry in, for the, the audio past. quality last week. We neglected to really just acknowledge it at, at all. So <laughs> sorry if you were like, uh, what's going care. on here? This sounds worse. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about our listeners, Brandon. What do we care? Also, what's funny is like, what if we get you a good mic setup and we finally get like high quality audio and your voice just completely changes? You start sounding like Kermit the Frog <laughs> or something. <laughs> or Jay Leno, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up with these fillies? Hey. Huh? You know, it's funny. I was fighting Amanda Holyfield, but <laughs> I beat the shit out of Jake Paul the other day. <laughs> Did he actually? I don't think so. I don't know. I boxing and MMA. I hope we don't alienate like any of our like seventeen listeners. But boxing and MMA are just like the two sports I can't get into. It's too like viscerally violent, and uh, it's too, yeah, yeah, it's too much. For me. I don't like it. The cauliflower ear freaks me out. You know, I guess boxing a little less, but like MMA, like. There's always a moment in an MMA match from, like, my very casual viewing of it while working at sports bars in college where, like, someone gets, like, w- knocked on the ground and then the goal of the other person is to just pummel them while they're, like, like rendered defenseless. And I'm like, I just can't. I can't stomach that. I'm a little baby, man. I can't do that. I do find – I know I've, I've been mean to other sports on this podcast. I've, and I do no, find – what are you talking I, about? <laughs> I do find that – What's the most interesting, I don't, I, I won't talk shit on it, but it's like people that are like uh, UK or Europe soccer fans and yes. they're like going to bars at like 7 a.m. Oh, dude. we I lived with one of those in college. Our good friend James is a humongous Manchester United fan and would wake no up. no connection, right? No. Like I think he just like got into soccer when he was a little kid and then just picked Man U. And so he would wake up though like on Saturdays at 7 in the morning to watch matches and like be screaming in the living room at like 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Really wild stuff. Our our good friend and listener of the pod, though, Brandon, Chris Rowland, is also a big European soccer fan, but I don't think Does he... Does he have the scarf and everything? He has scarves. He definitely has scarves. James also <laughs> had a scarf. Uh, we need some baseball scarves, Brandon. Let's let's get in on that. Let's um, bring in the baseball scarf. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he, I don't think, is committed. Chris isn't committed enough, or understandably doesn't want to wake up at 7 in the morning to watch soccer, but he will watch the afternoon games. I mean, when I was unemployed and just chilling at home, I would watch a, like a, a decent amount, I'd guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd probably watch like four or five full matches. Yeah, I, there, there's a weird culture behind it because they're also probably the most passionate people. Yes, yes, they are. And also they're almost like, I, I feel, maybe I'm just insecure about it, but I almost feel that they're like, oh, you don't want to see Bayern Munich play? You know? <laughs> oh, what's like, the matter what? with you? Yeah, you don't want to go watch Manchester City today, Brandon? Yeah, um, and also the culture is like funny because it's not... Not far from ours. Yes. 
but also it's like they have these scarves and they have the the worst fabric for a uniform. Oh, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. It's like and un- the worst designs. I don't care, soccer. You're We're your coming at you today, terrible. soccer. Also, well, I soccer logos at least like they have the what do they call it? the badge on the chest? What is that? The phrase they have? I don't know. They say something badge over your heart or something. It might not even be a badge. There's some soccer fans screaming at their uh, their iPhones right now, but um, they the logo of a team's uniform looks like whatever sponsor is like the main sponsor of that team. So like, man, you just looks like they have a big chevrolet logo it's very strange yeah they they're like the human nascar you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like if sentient nascar cars came to life and started playing soccer see those two are the most opposite cultures though like fans oh absolutely not a lot of crossover between diehard nascar fans and diehard soccer fans no maybe moto gp though or like like a like f1 racing like those european yes oh formula one they're the same yeah yeah, yeah, for sure Um, they're like oh i'm gonna go to monaco and then i'm gonna uh actually take the train up to france and see i don't know i don't know what PSG. You say PSG, Brandon. That's PSG. Paris, Paris Saint Germain, I think, is what that stands for. Um, I just know a exhausting lot of these thing already. Just exhausting. <laughs> I you know? know a lot of this from FIFA too. Honestly, mm-hmm. like uh, playing a lot of FIFA in college, and then on through my adult life, I've, I've just like gained a, a general knowledge of a, a handful of the soccer leagues. But um, there mm-hmm. was when we were we made this spreadsheet for uh, for gam- for sports gambling. Me and Drew, a famous friend of the show, Drew, and famous friend of yep. the show, Chris, have a sports group chat, and we would we would throw around like <laughs> like three or five dollars like a day, just depending on what was what was looking good. And we made these spreadsheets to determine value based on percentage chance of winning um, by like five thirty eight or something, and then whatever the odds were in the whatever book we were using, that would we would just like find out if we had some sort of advantage, and all of the advantages. Um, or like major big advantages would come from like Brazilian League Two teams, like minor league soccer in Brazil, and so it turned into us like betting like five dollars on Brazilian League Two soccer teams and finding like st- streams in Portuguese and trying to cheer on whatever team we figured out was the one that we bet on. It was a lot of fun. I honestly. really think I'm gonna start. I'm gonna keep an Excel sheet and I'm gonna start adding up how much money you tell me you spend <laughs> on weird bets, and we're just gonna total it, dude. <laughs> like I'll tell you what. The year. I, my Marlins bet's not looking good. My Marlins over under bet of I think it's 72 wins is what was what I put 50 bucks on. That's not looking too good so far, Brandon. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> Not not great, and I feel like your Degrom MVP ones maybe lost a little steam just because he hasn't been be able, been able to pitch that many innings. Yeah, but it's um, also weird. Like he still but, has like a sub one ERA, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he gave up he gave up two runs against the Phillies actually. And oh it's, no way! ERA is still point six seven or something. Insane. Yeah. He also is batting four hundred. I saw with like enough play. Yeah, he got another single. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, this dude can hit. Um, but Brandon, I went camping this weekend. I'm going to tell a little story about it later. But I I, I was watching. Uh, Marlins highlight videos on my phone in like the middle of like northern <laughs> New York and uh, and was trying to keep up with everything. So I'll do my best this week. How uh, you went to northern New York? What is that? What, what does that indicate? I know it's like when they say upstate New York, it's not really upstate. Yeah, it's like you know northwest. I mean? Yeah, like we were telling people we were in upstate New York, but it was much more <laughs> it's like Buffalo. Though you're going, it to was like... like on the border of Pennsylvania. We like we had to drive through three states to get there. We had to go through New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, and New York, obviously. Um, gotcha. And then we went. Yeah, we we had a great time. Went with a large group of people. But on the way home, uh, Brandon, I was able I wasn't able to stream the game, obviously, and we were driving on Sunday afternoon. So I listened to the Marlins baseball game on Marlins radio, dude. A lot of fun. I like I like a uh, baseball. I would say baseball on the radio. <laughs> Brandon likes baseball. Big shocker. It's like hot <laughs> I take. Like I radio like radio <laughs> baseball. <laughs> I do too. I used to as a kid. I used to have a little boombox in my room, and I'd fall asleep to Marlins games on the radio. It was a lot of fun. 
just keep aging us huh i know also yeah dude oh you want to get aged here's a good one when i was a kid i would either fall asleep to marlon's baseball or i had the fifth uh harry potter book on tape and would just like fall asleep to the 12th like time listening through so i uh it well, was the fifth one your favorite or that was the only option so the fifth one is my favorite and i wonder how much like me just listening to it an obsessive amount of times as i fall asleep as a kid is like the reason why like if i woke up in the middle of the night and the tape would stop and i had to like pee at like three in the morning i would just go flip the tape or start it over and fast forward a little bit yeah also listening on tapes talk about dating yourself I'm, uh, these were cassette tape audiobooks that i had <laughs> This was a phonograph I was using. <laughs> I had to get hire Thomas Edison to come and yeah. invent a way to listen to Harry Potter <laughs> on book. Um, but yeah, Brandon, your week's been good. Nothing, nothing super exciting oh, to talk about. I went. I had a baseball weekend because I went to the Whoa. Dodgers Cubs game. Oh, exciting! Saturday. Exciting. Yeah, so that was fun. It's funny because it's different when you go to a game that it that uh, your team is not playing in. Yeah, you have so it's like, just like a it, neutral observer. Exactly. Like the Mets are going, they're going to be at Dodger Stadium in August. And I'll probably, like, I had like a big beer on Saturday. Like, I probably won't drink. I'll probably just. Beer! I'll have the big beer, mister. They're like, how old are you? (laughs) Brandon with his big beer! You're Guess like, how much money it was. It was ooh. I have also had a big beer at a baseball game relatively. And it was recently. like in the, like the cup and like the you oh know, the, like the souvenir has the Dodger cup logo. Um, souvenir cup. I would say eighteen dollars. Sixteen actually. Oh okay. So, All right. I yeah, yeah, it a so, so not terrible. So you got but, a value, um, Brandon. <laughs> you saved two dollars. Yeah. I was like, oh value. They're like, <laughs> is this guy a hundred or twelve. Um, <laughs> also, yeah. I like. Hold on. Wait. I got. I got to riff one more thing on this story. Uh, I like the idea of you being like a sitcom character and going up to the gentleman at the concession stand and be like, "I'll have one large beer, please." Never like <laughs> de- like describing what kind of beer you actually want or being. Specific. In my head, it's that's like Newman saying that, and Jerry had to go to a game with him at Shea Stadium or something because <laughs> it's New York, and then he's like, "You know." Don't have to say large beer. <laughs> Man, we are just we are yeah we are two uh, close calls away from being Seinfeld characters. I don't know where I was going. With that, but, uh, <laughs> this is the second week in a row that we've done a Seinfeld impression, and it's all my doing. So I apologize. <laughs> Wait, so you ordered one? Good. You ordered a large beer? I had a large beer, but anyway, yeah. So uh, I went with my friend Alec, who I wrote the pilot with, and, and Elise, his sister, who helped us out on that as well, who's a lawyer as well. Wow, thank Alec um, by the way for not making his starts in fantasy baseball this week and giving me. <laughs> Yeah, he stopped. He told me he gave up. Yeah. Hey, listen, I um, understand. But uh, but yeah. So I uh, we went to the game. It was we missed the first inning because the Uber and Lyft driver, or the Uber, excuse me, the Lyft driver, he was like freaking out because like the Dodger Stadium traffic. He's oh, like, oh, you're yeah. going to Dodger Stadium. Like when we got in the car, and oh, I was like, oh. God. And then when we get to the gate, um, uh, the person at the gate was like. We have we have an Uber and he goes it's a lift. <laughs> he, he, and he, then I and then after like she gave pride. him the pass, yeah. Um, after she gave him the pass, like under his breath, he was like, "It's a lift." Oh my god, <laughs> the amount of pride that like somebody has for one of those is that's insane. This this company that's taking complete advantage of your labor. Yeah, right. Like he's like a company man. Like he's like, <laughs> only... oh, I don't work for the losers at Uber. I'm a lift man. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. But you got in okay. You enjoyed the game. Everything went well. Yeah, it was good. We saw a Bellinger walk off. Oh, oh, uh, you went to that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that rules. Yeah, I know about that because I forgot to start Cody Bellinger in my, my other baseball fantasy league. So. Well, I didn't. Re- I, I forgot he had like hamstring issues, and he has had a terrible year when he has played. So it was sort of like a, it was a big. I think it was only his second homer of the year. Wow. Yeah, I know he's been out yeah. a lot because I've been having to like replace him in my dynasty league. But um, I didn't realize it had been that bad. Yeah, he's not. He's not hitting great. But I. I mean, it's not like sub two. It's not Lindor bad. You know what I'm saying? 
I think it is. Actually. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm on this right now. Um, I love Dodger Stadium, dude. When I went to Dodger Stadium, um, we actually rode, drove our cars to the NoHo train station. That's like right by your apartment. Um, and mm-hmm. oh god, sorry, but put you a little bit on blast there. Um, but uh, and then took the train into Dodger Stadium, and it was great. It was super easy. Well, so yeah, you and I did that, that for the Kings game too. Remember, we took the train. In yeah, to dude, yes, exactly. Yeah, we're big hockey boys on the pod too. So uh, well, let's Bell- talk about every other sport today. <laughs> yeah, Bellinger's hitting two thirty three. So that is pretty bad. That's, That's a little better way than Lindor. Worse than <laughs> and Lindor's hitting uh, two nineteen. So actually, Lindor's- Brandon. <laughs> Lindor is sadder because he's also played the entire year. Yes, he's had the opportunity to bounce in and bounce back. But um, all right, Brandon, I guess we should start moving on to baseball talk. Baseball. Um, baseball. Got a lot to talk about this week, Brandon. The Marlins and the Nats split their four-game series in Miami at Lone Depot Park. Um, we got the Braves splitting a series with the Reds, too. We got our DeGrom of the Week, our 60-second stories, our Feast or Famine, and upcoming series. But, Mr. Brandon Gross, before we get into any of that, your Mets versus the Philadelphia Phillies also split a four-game series. Weird uh, amount of splitting a four-game series in the division this week. Every every single team split insane. a four-game series. Very insane. In Ohio. Very insane. Yeah, and I think uh, a couple of them were makeups. So I know that yeah, the Mets had a doubleheader the first uh, day of the series. But, yeah, the series was kind of a drag from, from what I gathered. Ooh, yeah. Um, bad defense from the Phillies, sleepy offense on both ends, bad bullpen on the Phillies. Um, Mets issues, pretty much just bad offense, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, so it was, it was, it was kind of a bummer. I mean, there was, there were close games. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, uh, there was two extra inning games, one, the Mets one, one, the Phillies one. Oh, yeah. Something that stuck out to me was, and I know we spoke about this before, is like how, problematic the Phillies defenses <laughs> just like how they're constantly uh preventing them from from hitting that next next level of uh success you mean yeah like because Alec Bohm twice Dude, in the Boehm. ninth inning um what did you say I said just Bohm has been having a very disappointing season all season altogether yeah I mean he uh two balls I think one of them was like a pop-up one of them was like a, a sharp ground ball he bobbled both of them Ugh. which caused uh, the winning and tying runs to score in the two games that the Mets won. Oh, God, dude. Do you think he's, like, having some yips? you think he's, like, in his head kind of thing? Or do you think he's just a bad defender? In, I think in he's general? just a bad defender, yeah. to be honest. Because yeah. I, I don't think he's supposed to be. I think it's all about the bat. And I, and I know, offensively, like you said, he's not had a good year. But I know um, runners in scoring position, he's still been clutch. Oh, which is not classic a real stat, clutch but stat, Brandon. Clutch. I just flipped a spoon. Oh, my God. Um, Brandon, do you consider yourself a clutch man? Like when when you you come up to the base uh, or come up to the plate with it's batters awful. on two out, yeah. Are you a clutch guy? I don't think I'm a clutch you guy. Don't... I think I get in my head. I think I think I press then. You know, they'd be like, "He's pressing." Oh, they they did. Do you think you say. come up and everybody's like, "Easy out, easy out." I know, and they'd be like, "Apologize." <laughs> <laughs> I'd yell to the opposing team. Do you remember fans. doing that as a kid though? Like saying "easy out" whenever somebody would come in, or you'd just like passive aggressively move the infield in, just like trying to get in their get in their little noggins. I know the infield, and you know what's funny in softball. I guess I ha- I must have a presence because they would back up, and I would never hit it far. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. Like they would do that for like most guys, I guess. Yeah. So I guess it's not. It's just a gender. Yeah, it's just it's, a little baby sexism. Yeah, a little is. baby sexism happening. Yeah. So uh, I just remember them backing up for me. I was like, no, 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 you come in, <laughs> you big idiots. I'm gonna, yeah, you're gonna bunt through the shift for them, Brandon. Is that what you're gonna yeah. do? I uh, I remember one time. 
I don't think I ever hit a home run in our softball league, but I got a I got a fastball or not a fastball, I guess a looping fastball right down the middle, <laughs> um, and I smacked it, but I was a little early, and I and I beat the hell out of it, and it went foul, and everybody's like, "Power hitter, move back!" And I was like, "Oh, little do you know, my friends, I am yeah. not a power hitter." You're like, "No, no, no, that was the most exciting feeling I've had." Yes, and- <laughs> I'll remember that two years later and talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> That's how exciting it was for me. Um, but were there a lot of bombs hit in your uh, Mets? Field? series Brandon like what was the what did the offense look like it sounds like you guys didn't score much on either end of the no I mean every every game I think the highest scoring game was the game four and it was four two Phillies so like yes. they were all like they were all three two two one like it was a, it was kind of, offensively it was a drag because the Mets don't score it at home or they don't really score at all yeah, right now and the Phillies strange. have gone through a slump too and um Harper was out for a bit so yeah it was kind of a nightmare but uh the Phillies defense is really what like kind of blew my mind because that's the same thing that sunk them last year is exactly what's sinking them again read this the stat, year. And I'm looking at the stat right now on the rundown. Read this. Uh, yeah. So according to Fielding Bible, which is a great resource, never for, heard of for Fielding things, Bible. I'm a bad baseball fan, Brandon. Great, great resource. Um, but uh, yeah, so overall the Phillies ranked 28th in the majors in defensive runs saved Ugh. with a minus 17 DRS defensive runs saved for the third base position, which is obviously mostly Alec Bone. That's insane. 17, yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah, and then um, according to Baseball Savant, which is another great resource. Very familiar. I love, I love, like, do you ever watch the Baseball Savant, like, live in-game updates where it tells you, like, how hard someone hit the ball, like, the expected batting average of the pit? No, the it's sort of like StatCast. I don't think I've ever watched the Oh, it's on StatCast. Oh, I thought it was Are they Baseball related? Savant. It is on Baseball Savant. Yes, it's on Baseball Savant. I had to literally open up the website. Make sure. You can do, like, daily matchups. And then it'll bring up whatever game is happening in that day. And then you can, like, it'll go down pitch by pitch, batter by batter, and tell you, like, if somebody made contact, what the expected batting average on it was, how hard they hit the ball, top five hardest hits of the day, like, all these cool statistics. So thought I'd let mm-hmm. you know that, Brandon. A little, that's what I, when I'm tweeting out about hot stats, expected batting average, that's just me being like, I have enough time to look at a, a Marlins game. And <laughs> that's this. you copying and pasting, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. We've never done that on this podcast before. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so baseball savant has every starting position player with the Phillies with a negative outs above average OAA, um, uh, except Segura, who's out injured right now, and I think he has a a, a positive point uh, plus four, I think. Okay. Uh, Dubal Herrera and Ronald Torres, who is uh, only playing because Segura and yeah. Didi Gregorius are are out. So yeah, not their defense is atrocious. Hoskins made a bad play. Um, our boy Alvarado threw wide no! that ended up leading to a tying run. Not too. Alvarado. So, I know. So, yeah, I mean, they just, they look really shoddy out there. Um, and it's crazy how, like, two guys that were not even supposed to play, like a Dubal and Ronald Torres, are like, they're leading. I know. Yeah, that's insane to me, too. Is like, also going into it, I don't, I, I think we maybe expected some outfield woes with them, especially like McCutcheon and left field. And I mean, Bryce is obviously a great defender, but, um, wow. So Bryce Harper has a negative defense or yeah. wow that i've always thought of him as like Let's a good this. as a good defensive player because he has like an insane arm um but yeah dude i guess when we like because when we were talking about it you think of dd as like a fine uh shortstop i guess bone was the obvious exception to the the defensive abilities of the philadelphia phillies but like it really makes you wonder last year phillies fans you struggled through a bad bullpen and this year you're struggling through bad defense and like if just why can't everything just go right at the same time for phillies fans they have to just be kicking themselves in the butt trying to figure this out 
I mean, I think it's sort it's their fault though, because like they didn't invest in their defense whatsoever. You know? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Hey, you know what? That's like me getting mad that the Marlins offense is doing poorly when like our big offseason signing was Adam Duvall. <laughs> hey, Duvall though, top five in RBIs, and we're gonna talk about it. You wanna know you wanna know a fun stat I heard on a Marlins podcast the other day. I, I wish I could give credit to who I, it was probably our boy Aram Layton. So who we shouted out last week on the pod, and now he said oh, yeah. we might try to get him in for some draft coverage uh, in the next couple of weeks. But um, he great. was saying that uh, Duvall and Aguilar have the most RBIs of any duo in the National League, like combined yeah, RBIs. I, oh, I saw when I was at the Dodgers game, because they do like stats on the on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it had them both top five. I think what is uh, Aguilar have 55 and Duvall has 53 RBI, yeah, something I, like that. I think Aguilar was one and is now two. And Duvall was, I think he, Duvall came slotted in right at five, if I'm correct. Um, and I'm probably yeah, not, but I, right. think, I think that's what I'm guessing here. Um, that's a fun series, too, because the Phillies are looking good. Oh, God, a little burp on the pod. Um, uh, <laughs> and the uh, Mets obviously have a pretty strong uh, hold of first place right now. But if they keep... Wait, he was playing in uh, City Field too, right? It was home. It was City Field. So you'd yeah. expect them to at least take three of those, right? Is that what you were hoping? I mean, well, yeah, the Mets have not played well. Like, like the last, uh, I think, I think the Mets are five and eight, like the last thirteen oh, games. But they only lost one game of the division league, which shows how bad everyone is. Like yeah. down the line. <laughs> also, dude, what, I know that what the next thing we want to talk about is the Mets' offensive uh, struggles. But you know the Mets are like in last place for total run score or like average run scored in a game. Oh yeah, I believe. Isn't that, that insane? Well, their entire like their entire team offensively is is just like in a slump. They really are. Like there isn't one player that like that uh, you know is like all star worthy right now. Like they're yeah. all like struggling or have struggled at some point. Like Pete is Pete is like not hitting for power really um conforto like he's had a few good games uh especially since he's been back but like he hasn't been able to put it together obviously lindor is like one game he'll go three for five and then he'll just be oh for five the next three games so So it's like yeah yeah i mean they just can't put it together nimmo's coming back fortunately uh on tuesday so hopefully that'll be big for for getting on base top of the order um and jd davis should be back at some point too but i'm actually worried about him coming back because of how good defensively the Mets have been. And it's like, <laughs> okay. he's such a nightmare at their base that he's probably like Alec Bohm level, yeah, like minus just, 17. <laughs> that's defensive so run funny, save. Dude. It's also weird because like you would assume that uh, with the team with your level of success, that was expected to be an offensive juggernaut, frankly, and like that their starting pitching would be phenomenal. And like your pitching has been pretty good, but like you've had a lot of injuries. Syndergaard's still not back. Carrasco, I think is out for the season. No, no, he's coming back now. He, I he he's apparently day dying from the slope now. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's like he could if he was if he's able to. I think he's eligible to come back like July first, oh, but okay. he won't. I think it'll be after All Star break. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, then Degrom obviously getting pulled early and having some more. He's never Degrom's never missed a start though yet, has he? Uh, he missed one? one start. He was on. Yeah, he missed. Yeah, okay. one start. Yeah, because okay. he was on the IL briefly early on. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, it's, I guess it's just surprising. I I would I would love to love love to love to love. Brandon, I meant to say that. Don't don't correct me. How they uh, how they managed to figure this out? This is a this is a weird one for me. I, I know I spent like a few minutes, a few weeks ago, being like, this doesn't make sense. Nobody on the Mets is playing well and they're winning games. So, do you think this is they're like achieving beyond their actual abilities and that they'll come back down to earth, or do you think they're going to continue doing this for the rest of the season? I mean, I think eventually a few players have to break out. Like you don't have that those caliber hitters in the entire teams on the slump. I feel like that's almost unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think offensively, hopefully with the addition of the uh, of Nimmo, 
Um, and then maybe the Mets have to pull the trigger on like doing an offensive, you know, trade, getting a, you know, someone to fill in for third base, honestly, and put JD Davis on the bench. I mean, it's possible. I think that's completely possible. Um, and Brandon, even though the series was tied, our little graphic that we saw regarding treatment of minor league players between the Mets and the Phillies was not a tie. The Phillies trumped the Mets. I hate to use that word, Brandon, but uh, sorry. The <laughs> the the Phillies orange buffooned the Mets, um, <laughs> and. Uh, and I, I know we wanted to discuss that a little bit because this is something that we've uh, we've both kept our eyes on for a while is the treatment of minor league players and like the how easy it is to treat them well and how few teams actually do it. Um, and it seems like the Phillies were doing pretty good on all accounts and the Mets, unfortunately, were not. Yeah. So um, the Twitter page at MILB Advocates, Advocates for Minor Leaguers is the name of a. Uh, of the Twitter page, um, they put in a, a pretty nifty chart. They said, hey, the Mets and Phillies are about to wrap up their weekend series prior to yesterday. Um, between the two teams, who would you rather play for? And I, and I had a chart that said, who would you rather play for? Mets on one side, Phillies on the other side. For AAA, the Mets have no housing stipend. The Phillies do a housing stipend. For AA, the Mets have no housing stipend. The Phillies have a housing stipend. High A, team hotel is not fully covered. Insane. Phillies team That's hotel insane. is fully covered. Uh, low A, there's no housing stipend. Phillies low A, there is a housing stipend and extend in, and in extended spring training. There's no salary. Phillies do offer a salary. Yeah, dude, that I obviously a ton of egregious. Uh, I was going to say mistakes, but it's very intentional by the teams. Um, uh, flaws in the in the treatment of their minor league players, but the not paying for the fucking hotel. Like, can you imagine going on a like a field trip or something with a university and then being like, oh, by the way, uh, you have to cover this, except you're also like providing a service for like I that was an awful example Brandon I got halfway through it I was like hmm, this doesn't make sense um, but I like, like I can think of I just thought of a better one imagine me traveling for work and then having to provide my own like it's just a bunch of bullshit without I, being reimbursed yeah. yeah without being reimbursed or anything and like it's just very frustrating man it seems like such an easy thing and it seems like something that not only would teams want to do because it would presumably affect the the quality of play that they're getting from their minor leaguers. Like if they have the ability to sleep comfortably for eight hours, as opposed to I know I've read a handful of accounts that have that have said that the the players are literally sleeping in their cars, um, and that's just unacceptable. And then on top of it, just like the moral obligation to treat people with like a modicum of respect and 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 yeah, and having good intentions of the way you treat your your employees is just incredibly frustrating. Um, and I and I hope to see some change in the upcoming future. Yeah, well, actually, I saw a stat that um, I can't. I wish I, I wish I cited who this was. We're but not they, a remember podcast, Brandon. We're math. not a remember pod, not a math pod. But uh, oh, we're a little mathy today. We're a little we're remember Yeah, we did defensive. Today. What what was the stat that you threw? DRS and OAA. Yeah, look, Brandon. I know you're like I'm not one for fancy stats, and then you're coming in here talking about fielding Bible. Like I was like, oh, Brandon's reading Bible. Brandon's <laughs> a religious man now. <laughs> Um, baseball's my religion. We get a stupid <laughs> shirt that says that in like Mets font. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And then just say Coke boys on the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I remember there's, uh, someone said something that said, Hey, if you paid every minor league 50 K that would cost 6 million for an owner. And it's like, Oh, that's a drop in the bucket. That's like yeah. one Jonathan VR. Yeah. You that's know? like, a, a <laughs> yeah, not a very big salary that you would ever have to worry about. And then also just. Yeah, like the quality of life would be such a significant improvement. Like I know that there's been a, a fair amount of coverage over, over this for the last like five years. I feel like is when I really started hearing the ball rolling about this, and there would be like Instagram accounts tweeting out like three bedroom apartments that were housing like twelve minor league players because they couldn't afford yeah. to pay rent on their own. And it's like, 
this is a travesty, especially when you take into consideration like how few of those guys will earn those those mega contracts that make it worth it. And it's like it reminds me a lot of, uh, frankly, like gatekeeping and comedy, like improvisers not being paid. Yeah. Where it's like, um, okay, I like the defense by people that have already gone through it are like, well, I did it and I made it out fine. Look at where I am. And it's like, well, guess what, dipshit? That's not an excuse to treat people <laughs> poorly for the continuation. Like, I remember being really disappointed hearing a Lauren Lapkus quote where she was like, well, I never got paid at UCB, so I don't know why we should start paying people now. And it's like, and also, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not trying to, I'm not, not that Lauren Lapkus is Call out Lapkus, bro, that Lapkus. I'm sure she. I'm sure she's a very nice woman. Um, and maybe that was taken out of context. But like, that is not an excuse to not pay people. Just because that's the way it's been. Like, that. that is such a... Uh, digging your heels in at a lack of progression that I find so frustrating and infuriating and it makes me makes me really upset for these players and it's also like you're taking advantage of people that don't have the ability to defend themselves because they're in such a vulnerable position already fighting yeah. for like the only thing that they've been trained to do their entire lives and have dedicated their lives to learning their craft and it's like Oh, man, it really gets my blood boiling, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like the people, too. It's like uh, when, you know, there's talks of, of getting rid of student debt, which will never happen, let's be realistic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's talks of that, and people are like, well, I paid my uh, student loans. Oh, and it's dude, like, yeah. Well, who? Well, yeah, that's the point. It sucked, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it's like, let's make it better for the next generation. Yeah, didn't you not like doing that? Didn't you not like giving $50,000 like to a university yeah. that yeah that barely gave for you For something any... you did 40 years ago that probably didn't even help your career. Yeah, and also uh, like probably was cheaper for you because college tuition is increasing every single year. Yeah, dude, I, that's a great point too. Another, that's, that's not even a boomer take. That's like a Gen X take, right? That's like boomers I feel like are a little more... Uh, the, the, maybe not. I guess I'm thinking of my parents maybe. specifically, but <laughs> I feel like the Gen yeah. Xers are the ones that are like, well, I had to pay off my student debts, so you well, should Well, maybe too. that's because the Gen Xers, like, their, their student loans were intense and the boomers were, that's like, a, a little point. less. Yeah, theirs were, like, fairly significant, uh, yeah. like, monetary values. Yeah, that's that's pretty frustrating. But anyways, Brandon, not to bring the room down with a little politics, but I don't know what people expect from us, Brandon. We're two uh, politically minded people. Baseball politics is in our blood, baby. <laughs> baseball this is the baseball politics pod is there any other baseball politics besides like labor laws and like union rights and stuff um, i guess national anthem but never really made well, it over i, I think so, i think something that's interesting is like how we were talking about adubal herrera like how he is a domestic abuser oh, and yeah. like he and he just he i think he did 50 games and then he's just like back and now he's starting he's just doing fine dude <laughs> on the same team we never addressed the ozuna stuff on the podcast frankly because i don't know what what you and I could say as two absolute dipshits about something so serious <laughs> that doesn't uh, that we could just like let people that actually matter and have good opinions and good takes on this stuff say, um, yeah, you're an asshole if you do anything like that, obviously. But like I, I, I heard some some rumors that he had like already admitted to the police that he had done this, which means that he could probably be serving actual time. And it's like, oh, so we have to rely on a broken justice system to to give out actual punishments to these players because Major League Baseball is too afraid of the money they'll lose if they take any sort of not even superstar like Adubel Herrera is not a superstar like. Yeah, it's just it's insane, man. It's really frustrating. Well, it's ridiculous because uh, did he already get a suspension from MLB? Or are they? I waiting? think they're waiting. I don't think there's been any suspension dropped. I think there's only been like actual uh, criminal proceedings, and not even like obviously hasn't gone to court or anything. But uh, so realistically, he's going to get a 50 game suspension. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, the sticky stuff suspensions are going to be 10 games. Yes. So if so, <laughs> I know that you're trying to so, tell the parallel here. <laughs> Brandon's like, so, so sicky stuff is only five times worse than literal violence. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. my God. That's insane. I had not thought about it that way. And using PEDs is like 
three times as bad as actual yeah. violence. Um, yeah, that's like the, that. The PEDs is almost like uh, I'm not gonna say it's like the red scare of Major League Baseball because obviously there were people that were yes. uh, <laughs> yeah that were using PEDs and, and and it affected their stats. But it's like it it really is just sort of like the the boogeyman of of baseball, which I get because like you know. Robinson Cano and the Mets was bust for steroids, and everyone's like, "Screw that guy!" Yeah, we don't want them. same thing with you know Ryan I mean? Braun. Remember Ryan Braun really went down with the shit. Braun, too. yeah, and everyone hates him because he threw the guy into the bus. Right? That <laughs> yeah, was... he was like, "It was this bozo over here." Not yeah. um, Brandon, it makes me okay. This is we've talked about this longer than we intended to, but like, it makes me wonder what is the argument from uh, from fans of the sport as to not paying minor league players? Like, what what possible stance do they have other than it's been it's the way it's been? And I'm asking you as though you possess this opinion, and I know you don't, but I'm just like I'm sitting here. <laughs> wondering me like what what's like the possible okay so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend to be that guy for yeah a devil's advocate okay. me brandon everybody okay. loves a straight white devil's man playing devil's advocate <laughs> all i'm gonna say is, <laughs> the only thing i'm saying is you know you gotta work your way up when i was when i became a day trader at goldman sachs <laughs> i used to have to scrub the floors i would get there at 3 a.m and a guy named Marty, who was like the Gordon Gecko of Goldman Sachs, <laughs> Goldman Sachs, he said, you better scrub the floors, scumbag. <laughs> he would yell that at me across the halls. And I'm like, all right, I'm in a nice suit uh, that my uncle Marty. First off, well, this is Marty and Marty. Marty and Marty. Brandon, people, you do such good impressions that people expect me to do any quality of impression on this podcast. And I just have to revert back to you. Like we, something we haven't addressed is that I never did a Marlins man impression because I just couldn't possibly yep. come up with one. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're dropping like fully improvised characters on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but they're always like vaguely New York. That's true. I, they do. I think it's because we're always talking about the Mets. So it's like, oh, no, I have the Schwarber guy. You got the so Schwarber it's like guy. Different. We also have uh, Jay Leno, Mike Tyson, which is a, is a classic. <laughs> Everybody loves a good Jay Leno, Mike Tyson impression. Yes, and we have the worst uh, the worst Jerry Seinfeld of all time. <laughs> That's true. And bad John Mulaney's and Aziz Ansari's. But Brandon, I think you uh, what you touched on is really... Well, my Mulaney's okay. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, hold on. I, uh, I want to yeah, stop the that... dialogue for a second <laughs> to acknowledge that my Mulaney He's pretty good. Um, but I think what you touched on is is right, is like this idea that uh, American culture is so obsessed with this building yourself up and like being man-made and being like you're like, uh, like grinding and like rise and grind culture and like all of this like shitty, toxic understanding of what working actually should and shouldn't be, that that's what they say. They're like, you have to earn it. Like, and it's like, yeah. It's so easy to just be like, no, you don't, man. No, like you should. That doesn't mean you should be treated poorly. Like it's, yeah, we're we're like I said. Yeah, I, I had a funny a conversation with um with Eric Moore, who who your friend yes, is a local yeah. comedian uh, here, a famous um, ten minute listener of the pod. <laughs> ten minute listener, yeah. We were talking about music, and he's like, I'm into this, yeah. and we were like, home runs, and he's, he's like, like out. I'm out, <laughs> and that yeah, and that but, was not a baseball pun by Eric, I would say. It was not. Oh, yeah. it was not. That was, I ran bit. into that. Ran bit. into that. That's a that's a pun within a pun. That's, yeah, Brandon, we're um, on a roll right now. But yeah, so we were talking because we both worked in shitty entertainment companies in LA, um, and it's funny. We were laughing because like all of them are seemingly run by progressive liberal people, like outwardly, like yes. you know, yeah. none of them like Trump. Like they're yeah. they were yeah. uh, you know progressive. Big orange unquote. man is like, bad not really, energy. but like you know, um, and we realized it's funny because they. We'll pay you less than $15 an hour, mm-hmm. but they sort of like pad it by being like, hey, we're cool. We do retreats. Yeah. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're cool. We get bagels every Wednesday. You know what I mean? They kind of sort of like pad it where they do. It's almost like a watered down like yes. Google 
um, yes, perk, like like work right? culture from like like these Silicon Valley companies where they're like providing insane benefits. They're like, uh, yeah. we'll pay you thirteen dollars an hour, but you can bring your dog to work one hour a week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's such fucking bullshit. Yeah, dude. And uh, yeah, that that's that's something that pisses me off more than anything. It's just like thinking about how, especially in LA, and I know this happens in New York too. I know you're not in yeah, yeah, an yeah entertainment yeah. and a lot now, of other places. I'm but, sure. Yeah, and a lot of other places, but I know like these entertainment ones just because they're such high demand places and because also everyone has that same mentality it's like where well, i work my way up i got to know people yes but it's like it's such yeah, a privilege to work like, there is the attitude <laughs> rent is not lining up with uh <laughs> with my 12 dollar an hour uh, salary you nut yeah job. i'm not able to pay for my apartment with this opportunity you've given me <laughs> Yeah. You know who's going to really like this conversation today is is our friend Billy the Marxist. Yeah, it's about time we give a shout out to him and Spazzy, who, by the way, Spazzy, love a good uh, 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 hidden in plain view conversation. I don't know if you saw this, Brandon, but I, I had a little bit of a dialogue about some pop punk songs uh, with our boy Spazzy. And apparently he's coming to New York City sometime in the foreseeable future, so we're going to have to hang out. Oh, you got a pen pal? I got, I got multiple pen pals. I'm also going out with our boy Christopher, who I don't know if Christopher listens to the pot or not, but he's definitely part of Marlon's Twitter. And he lives in Brooklyn, and he's having a Baby, he wants to go have, grab a drink before he's he's locked down with uh, with childcare. So uh, we're supposed he's to be meeting like, up sometime. This week. He's like, you need to get me out of this relationship, man. <laughs> he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna come out like sweating and bare bones, just being like, please help. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know, man. I got these. I, I got like, I want to like run away, man. <laughs> like, I don't know how to help you, man. I guess have another uh, IPA. Am I right? Um, also, Brandon, I think the weirdest. Uh, no, weirdest is the wrong word because this person is obviously not weird. I think this just like the strangest follower because of again, as we've acknowledged on this podcast already, is that we're complete dipshits. But that we have a professional, uh, uh, actual professor and six-time author, our boy Ron, listening to the podcast now. Brandon, I'm really uh, that one really came as a shock to me. I think Ron also writes uh, baseball. He writes baseball. Books, Can like, you right? imagine being so smart about baseball that you write books about baseball and then decide to listen to our dumb shit podcast? <laughs> like, what a what well, a patient man. <laughs> maybe you know it's it's obviously a dense. It's probably a dense job doing research and writing Fair. and that. So, like, he kind of wants to hear people be like, Bayern Munich. Yes. What am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? He kind of wants to hear stuff like that once in a He's while. He's writing about free agency and competitive balance. And you and me are like, oh, duh, what's a war stand for? What are the five tools of baseball? <laughs> We're like, war. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thanks, Ron. We appreciate the listenership. Also, write in any question and we'll do our best. I've I've been begging for emails and I've yet to receive a single email on our uh, at NL Feast. I always do that it's an email address sam there's no at symbol for it nlfeastpod at gmail.com write us in let us know brandon we have gone so far over time on one topic that i think we need to move along but the marlins and the nats also split their four game series two came to you live from lone depot park it was uh we got sandy alcantara bobbleheads that came out um this week too that i was looking at on ebay 45 dollars plus like 15 dollars shipping brandon i don't know if i can do it is it him holding a phone, texting a girl that's underage? <laughs> it's him sliding into DMs on Instagram. Uh, no, which if you don't know, I don't know if they're underage, but there was just some there was some conjecture on Marlon's Twitter about him possibly just sliding into DMs. Yeah, of, he's a like, horny some, man. Like, it sounds like it sounds like Sandy's yeah. a little horny. Uh, I I don't think it was at all confirmed it was underage. We are not okay. going to even put that I, out I, in this okay. podcast. I don't mean to slander. No, I apologize. Not, yeah, we just don't know what we're talking about. That happens the entire time we're recording. Um, yeah, but yeah, Sandy actually got blown up a little bit last night too. He he allowed like five runs. I I think it was it was categorized as four earned runs. I know he gave up two it was four earned, two yeah. er, two two run home runs, and there was five runs scored against him as a total, which is only like his second bad game of the season too. Um, 
but it was an interesting series, man. I mean, Jazz had two leadoff triples. We love Jazz is coming back on on his on his own a little bit, and and we got a great gif out of it of him with the hands, with the, uh, the presenting hands. I realized that you and I are doing yeah. impressions on a on a Google Meet podcast or Google Meetcast. Google uh-huh. Meetcast. Oh my god, a Meetcast. <laughs> <The> Google Meetcast. <laughs> That's a Jeffrey Tubin, if you know what I mean. A Meetcast. What oh. is this, Jeffrey Tubin? <laughs> Meetcast. Oh boy. Um, Meetcast should be two guys that work in a butcher shop. And oh like, yeah. What's, what's your favorite cut? Huh? So be honest, man. Are you a brisket man? Are you a T-bone kind of guy? Uh, me struggling I'm to come up with more than one cut guy. of meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it was really interesting. The Nats had some. Uh, we got lucky. We didn't face their best arms. We got Scherzer yesterday. But other than that, oh, also, yeah, I guess we should have prefaced. Uh, this entire conversation with the fact that we're recording Monday morning. This is our, I guess, our last actual morning zoo record, Brandon. We thought that the morning zoo would be done, but you know what? It survives another day. It's never over, Brandon. We're, we're back Sam on Sam is it. playing hooky from his new job. No, he's not. He's no, not. no, no, no. I am not on the clock right now, Brandon. Please stop. I got. A, I just got a phone call, and I was like, oh, my God. It's work being like, what are you doing? Why aren't you? Uh, I'm not recording a baseball podcast work, please. I would like to say again, I'm not recording. <laughs> please talk to my legal representation, uh, a man that works for your company. Um, but, yeah, Brandon, it was really interesting. Uh, yeah, rare bad start. Five Only induced five swings and misses. Brandon, you need to do the rundowns all the time these stats are just so much better than the ones that i pick up look at you thank you i was just reading articles yeah. you know i was just reading articles and plucking things i like but yeah you said that sandy really his last bad start was may 14th against the dodgers, yeah, the here dodgers in LA. Start, famously yeah yeah famously i think he only went like a one and a third then but since then he had a 1.79 era between this start and uh that the one yeah. on sunday against the the nats so, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's entitled to, to a blemish every now and then. I still think he's the Marlins' number one starter. But, yeah. Do you? Wait, so you think he's above Trevor here. now? You think he's, like, uh, Trevor Rodgers well, just can't I think out of seniority. Spot? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I think out of seniority, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I'm sure next year then it's possible. I bet I could see Trevor Rodgers, like, doing opening day for the Marlins. Yeah, but. yeah especially if Sixto is just nowhere to be found. Still posting those pictures, though. You know what I'm saying, still baby? Modeling. Still modeling. <laughs> still modeling. Sam sends me like a, a new Sixto modeling picture like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Boo boo! I don't know what he goes. Bobo! I don't know what the the actual terminology is. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, it's good to see Jazz come alive. Starling Marte had some good hits. I know he stole a couple bases too. Um, but you gotta. I think this is the nail in the coffin. I mean, we play. We're, we're we'll get into this in upcoming series. But like, we have a couple series that are interdivision that really could matter a lot. But if we blow those two, I think we're officially sellers at the deadline. Um, and then the question, the rest of the dialogue is like for the for our season is. Um, prospects, who gets called up, when do they get called up, and who are we selling at the end of July? Um, and I think that there's a couple answers to those questions. Speaking of which, sellers of the deadline, I was, I was tweeting our boy Ron, friend of the pod, Ron, um, and he was saying that, I don't know if you saw this, Brandon, but we had another like hidden gem uh, uh, starting pitcher, Zach Thompson. Have you heard about this guy? Yes, Thompson, yeah. Yeah, he was like, he pitched another great game. Um, I think it was Saturday that he pitched really well. Um, he was not a highly touted prospect, no, right? No, 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 no. Another, uh, I think I famously said a few weeks ago on the pod, I was like, another Marlon starter that I've never heard of before. Um, was he a journeyman or, or no, no? He was no, no, in no, the no. system. He's, he just wasn't a... Yeah, he was in the system. But Ron, I was like, are we going to sell Zach Thompson at the, like, obviously he's not in long-term plans when we have, like, Edward Cabrera still to come up in six thousand and pitched a game this season. Um, and Ron was like, he's a controllable, low-cost asset. And I was like, God, Ron really 
did write a baseball book. Look at him thinking longer than 10 seconds about a hypothetical question. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, wow. Well, he's not just saying throws good. Yeah. <laughs> throws fast, good curveball. I like this guy. That's my take on him. Um, but yeah, dude, I think, I think it's time to kind of accept our fate. Marlins are like eight games behind, I think, in the division. And like Mets seemingly are going nowhere. And we're not fighting for the NL wild card spot. So I think Marlins fans, I think seasons uh, is looking a little bit over. That doesn't mean I won't be active and still tweeting and watching all the games. Um, I, I, I think I think by the other teams still like scuffling a bit. I think the Marlins will be in it longer than you you think. I do still think okay. they should be sellers at the deadline because I know some prospects haven't turned out for the Marlins, and obviously the Marlins still do have top five ERA in uh, in baseball starting pitcher ERA. Yes, that's true. Um, I saw. So, which is huge because that's also without Hernandez and Sixto. Yeah, yeah, we have. Oh God, I totally forgot about that. Um, Brandon, hold on. All right, I'm marking on the Logic Pro. We're at thirteen eleven. I have to pee so bad, dude. I'll be right back. I'll go pee. <laughs> Sam's peeing now. This is when Sam pees. All right, Brandon, I'm back from peeing, baby. Uh, How was that piss? That, <laughs> it was strong, Brandon. It was strong. I'll tell you what. Um, and I'm not going to lie, Brandon. I've uh, It was a little bit of a pee turned into a poop, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but we're back, Brandon. It was the two. Uh, listen, I so I haven't really talked about this also, but I'm recording in our living room right now because uh, my lovely girlfriend, Miranda, come, came down with a migraine this morning. That was killer. Oh, but what, yeah. Miranda always gets those migraines. Yeah, dude. She's just plagued with bad headaches. I feel so bad for her. But she, um, I went to the gym early this morning, and I came home with two McDonald's iced coffees um, and found out. <laughs> oh, tell that story again. <laughs> and found out that Miranda wasn't going wasn't gonna to be able to drink hers because she's plagued with this illness. So I have now drank two large iced black coffees from McDonald's, and I think I'm paying the price, baby. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. I've got vicious anxiety <laughs> and diarrhea. You're, yeah, you're, uh, you're like I have motion blur just staring at you, Brandon. You're just vibrating back and forth. I don't know what's going on. You know what someone told me? I don't know if this is real because it's, it's like very like hearsay, but so – uh, my friend Alec, the same person I went to the game with, um, he told me that someone he's friends with who's who's uh, a neurosurgeon okay. told told him that if you drink coffee and you feel more productive, then you have ADD. If you drink coffee oh, and you dude. get anxiety, your brain's functioning fine. You just don't need coffee. I've heard that as well, too. And I like... I uh, was I was going to say famously a child an ADHD child, but nobody knows that. Fam- famously, <laughs> you were on Time Magazine, the ADHD child. And it's just me being like, mm, oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, your 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 model pictures like that the sunscreen with the dog pulling on the bathing suit. <laughs> I look like Dennis the Menace. I'm just like arms yeah. crossed, being like these two idiots looking up at my parents. Um, but I uh, was a was a, a diagnosed with ADHD in like third grade. Um, also, whoa, just had a flashback of a story I haven't told on this podcast yet. My third grade teacher. Dude, 60 seconds. Stop, stop, stop. My third grade teacher, the woman who was first just like, hey, I think this, I think he might have ADHD. Her daughter dated Josh Beckett. Isn't that insane? <laughs> you told me I, this. I've story told you this yet. like anecdotally out of the podcast, but like, yeah, for yeah. the podcast listeners, my third grade teacher's daughter was, uh, was, uh, was dating Josh Beckett. So uh, pretty cool, if you ask me. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> um, but anyways, Brandon, we have to get back to our rundown. Like I said, we're running long today. But that'll make up. We've had two short podcasts the last two weeks. So we're giving the people what they want. More content. Um, it's morning zoo, baby. This is what you people want. This is what you people want. Brandon, the, the Nats players that you want to get hot, though, are getting hot. And like we'll get to this in DeGrama the Week. But like, oh, my God, is Kyle Schwarber having just one of the most insane runs I can remember in baseball in a long time. He's yeah. Since he moved into the one hole, he's, he's still uh, he he's still lead off. Yeah, off, he right? batted lead yeah. off the whole time with Turner batting second. 
Yeah, so 12 homers in 13 games. Just insane. And now he has, I think he's tied with Tatis for the, for the league with 22 that's homers. Insane. I'm pretty sure. As of that's Monday insane. Morning. He was nowhere near that in like two weeks ago and has just been raking insane. so much. Insane. Do you, so, I mean, it, it's funny how, so the Nationals, like, obviously they split the series with the Marlins, so they haven't totally put it together, yeah. but they've obviously looked much better. Like, they were in the cellar. They were below the Marlins uh, and Phillies uh, uh, a few weeks ago. But since they went on, they kind of went on, like, somewhat of a tear for compared to how they were playing before. Fair. Um, totally fair. And, and like, yeah, Josh Bell uh, also started to rake, which is funny because, like, the two, the one thing that you and I said at the beginning of this, we said, if Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber can hit, the Nationals will be a good offensive What did we team. say? I know our, our takes from it's, the— It's our strongest take, honestly. <laughs> our takes from, like, the very beginning of this podcast, too, before we—not, I was going to say, before we had our feet under us, as though we have any any sort of balance going on with what we're doing yeah. already. Um, but uh, one of our preseason uh, takes that actually stuck was that, yeah, if Bell and Schwarber can be Bell and Schwarber at their best, then the, the Nats will be looking like they have an absolutely deadly offense. Um, and mm-hmm. it's working right now. I mean, they're, they've got Soto, obviously, healthy again. And, like, Trey Turner is, as we said famously, the best shortstop Monster, in the yeah. National League. Yeah. Um, not true. We forgot about Fernando Tatis. Um, but, yeah, dude, I don't know how to explain the Schwarber stuff. I don't know how to explain – I mean, the Josh Bell stuff is just kind of like baseball, I think. Like, he's he's going to be – Yeah, like, so, so Bell's last, like, uh, 37 games – I actually pulled this from Nationals Twitter. So, Nationals okay, Twitter, nice. don't sue us. I love Matt. I've honestly kind of been working my way into Nationals Twitter a little bit. I've been I read the Washington Post articles too. I was telling you about this. This mm-hmm. dude Jesse Daughtry, I think his name is. Phenomenal writer. Like just like an entertaining good baseball uh, I'm writer. coming home. I'm coming it's home. Jesse Daughtry, baby. <laughs> there it is. We know what we're doing. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you just to just to plug a good sports writer. Continue. Um now I got Daughtry stuck in my head. <laughs> uh so yeah, so Bell's uh in the last thirty seven games he's hit two ninety eight with eight homers and twenty four RBIs, which is more than respectable. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that's more than respectable, my friend. Um, and who else is doing good for them? Yeah, I mean, that's... that's. Oh, yeah, Fetty went out with the... Fetty, Fetty Wap went out with an oblique strain. Supposed to start on Monday. Um, but, yeah, which will... That'll take a while. So, yes, yeah, so the national, that's the thing with the Nationals, right? It's like Pash Scherzer and I know uh, Strasburg. I don't know what his ETA is to return, but... Um, yeah, past I know like Joe Ross and Eric Fetty stepped up big, but now with Fetty out, um, and I think they're doing a bullpen game today Ooh. against the Mets for Ooh. for a, a makeup uh, the makeup game today. But um, yeah, I mean it, it's live and die by the starting pitching. Like if you combine the Marlins starting pitching with the Nationals offense right now, yes. or the Mets starting pitching yes. with the Nationals offense, like then you got a good team in the NL East. <laughs> you finally found one. It. It, this is a little reminiscent of 2019, though. I don't know if you're scared at all that the Nationals might be getting hot at the right time and just continue to plow through the rest of the season. But um, well, it is a little creepy. Yeah, I, I I I do think the Nationals are better than I initially. Thought, yes, completely but also agree. I, I once again, Bell and Schwarber, Schwarber's not going to go on this tear the whole no, season. No, Schwarber's not going to hit sixty home runs this season. I mean, it's possible he finally came to his own. He's only twenty eight. Yeah, so it's possible that he has finally like found his swing. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. I think it just came on so sudden that it's like Schwarber. Will pro- he could end up with forty home runs this year Schwarber. easily. Schwarber. Hey Kyle Schwarber, hey, you did with forty home runs this what year. What said, Schwarber. <laughs> Yeah, you said pirate. I said Midwest. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. I just want to remember that. Also, I did have a nice moment though because he was kicking our ass so much and has also already kicked our ass in a series previous to this one where he had a yeah. walk off home run. Walk off. Yeah. Um, 
that Mickey Rowe hit a home run into left field and Schwarber was over there and he didn't know how close to the wall he was and he was like back, back, back and then bonked his little head on the wall. It's kind of Oh, nice. yeah. Sometimes you, you see Schwarber, you know, he, he levels out when he's playing defense. I mean, a baseball player that I've been investing in. Brandon, I'm also getting, I haven't really talked to you about this. I've been getting into baseball cards. I bought, I spent about $100 on baseball cards this week investing in mm-hmm. players that I think are going to be good. All Marlins prospects, honestly and obviously, mm-hmm. frankly. Um, and with the help of our good, tops, what's the brand? Yeah, yeah, tops or Bowman. Honestly, I had a, a God. I hear myself say the same words over and over again because we're recording audio. And one of the things I say all the time is honestly, honestly. Um, but our good friend of the pod, Zach Verbit, like helped explain to me all of the differences and is also helping me get into the investment side of this. He's a so baseball card guy. He's, and yeah, he's a big baseball card guy now. Um, it's funny. I, I would like to speak with Zach because Zach was definitely not a baseball fan when I knew him in college. I think. So I, wanna... I think the show helped us both like reignite our our childhood love for baseball. Honestly, it happened to me like four or five years I ago. I know. Now. I saw I saw a picture of that handsome man and he's wearing like a black away Mets jersey. Yeah. Like, Dude, deep cut. I Great know. Look, it's a good jersey. Um, but he was explaining it to me so he's been helping. But uh, anyways, this is a long tangent to just get uh, going into. Jesus Sanchez had like a pretty nasty error in left field too. Just like just miss completely wrong on the ball. But it's been hitting well. And I also invested in like a one of 75 patch piece of his patch piece of his patch patch of his jersey and his autograph like certified autograph on the card that should be coming sometime today so cost me $50 so Jesus you better be good okay buddy um, hey, and you I better just, be good. Hey, you better be good. And a Lee, uh, Lee Diaz baseball card, rookie finest, tops finest baseball card just arrived in my mailbox. It's like 10 minutes ago. So my investments are coming in. I have in, a Brandon. question. I know this is not on the rundown, but I saw on Marlon's Twitter someone was like, JJ Bleday is going to be a bust, isn't he? What's going on oh, with him? Yeah. Like, why he's is he going to really, be a bust? He's hitting What's really happening? badly. Actually, I'll just send you this article that I was reading this morning. Um, fish stripes. Let's tag fish stripes. Um, you'll know fish stripes because Billy the Marxist famously left fish stripes for a uh, podcast for our podcast. So uh, sorry, fish stripes. But he's, yeah, he's just he's hitting poorly, and it's and it seems he's like walking a fair amount, but it seems like um, seems like he's in a little bit of trouble right now. It's also early. I don't know. People were projecting him to be in the league this year, though. They were expecting him to be like a I September know. Yeah, well, he's like, a college guy, so you can move and move up to the majors pretty quickly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you really can. But he uh, he is not. He's not hitting well. I think he's hitting sub two hundred right now. I think he's he's double like A one ninety eight. He's in double A. I think. Yeah, he's in the Wahoos. Oof. Yeah, because that's that's what they always say. That's when that's like indicative of like if they they're gonna hit or not uh, if they're gonna make it because then you start let's just say this brandon i haven't bought any jj blade baseball cards okay i'm not investing in blade right now i know anyways brandon dude no 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 no. (laughs) please 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 no no, please (laughs) okay we'll keep going keep going Uh, no what were you gonna say please go please 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 I was gonna wait. What, wait, what did you not want me to do? Um, what did I not want you to do? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were making a face at me. Like, don't do it. Oh no, 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 no. I, you, I but... was gonna do a character that was like it was the um, the Goldman Sachs guy, except he was like stocks for for blue day are very <laughs> low. Right now. That would be a funny bit if we did like uh, you buy them low, you buy blue day low. Get a stock market person to be yeah to be talking as though the the baseball players are actual stocks. Brandon, we might be onto something here, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right, Brandon, we were going to talk about the Braves and the Red Series, but we are just we are taking up way too much time bullshitting today. Yeah, I mean it's not too much. The big thing with them is just like Mike Soroka popped his so Achilles sad, again dude. and will need surgery. That's so sad. He's out for the year, yeah. which is a bummer. That's an absolute bummer. Like also just walking again. Like maybe this man's body is not built for. I was gonna say walking, but I hope his body's built for walking. He was an athlete, uh, is an athlete. Um, but yeah, you just got that. You just got to feel really bad for him. You sent me that. Text. Oh, so I'm not trying to throw the surgeon under the bus, but it's like, who did that? Yeah, uh, hey, you buddy, know? hate to take the the word straight out of Donald Trump's mouth, but you're fired. 
<laughs> You're fired. <laughs> You're the biggest fired of all. Uh, God, I, I'm fucking doing Donald Trump impressions on a podcast. I hate myself, Brandon. But yeah, we, we're, we're putting out words for Soroka. We feel really bad for him. Put out words. Thoughts and prayers for Soroka. Um, Thoughts and prayers. And then, Brandon, we're going to get into our famous topic, Degramado Week. Degramado Week. All right, Brandon. Our Degramado of the Week has already been discussed a little bit, but we can go into it a little bit more. Um, our boy Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber, has been uh, absolutely lights out, Schwarber. just smashing the shit out of the ball. Uh, a true. He's a two-time Degramado of the Week. Two weeks in a our row. First we, got a, back we got a streak. To, uh, is this our first back-to-back, or did we give it to Degram twice uh, in the beginning of the season? I don't think we gave it to Degram in a row. Okay. We may have given it to him twice, but not in a row. So Kyle Schwarber making it into the NL Feast history. Congratulations, my friend. We'll be sending you an award in the mail. Please keep an eye out for it. But, yeah, if he keeps hitting like this, dude, then, I mean, there's no way he's going to keep hitting like this. He also, uh, I don't think he did super well in the game against us on Sunday. Let me check real fast. But, um, he, I mean, I, maybe he's going he's to cool down, right, Brandon? This can't keep going on forever. I think so. I mean, he's a streaky hitter historically, like I said, unless he finally just found his swing mm-hmm. batting leadoff. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that, and I think he will cool down eventually. He's got but, it. But, hey, you know, enjoy your two-time to ground with the week, Kyle. <laughs> Let's it. start struggling today against the Mets, though. Yeah, we know We know you finally achieved what you've been looking for this entire time. You are a DeGrom of the week back-to-back winner. So, uh, congratulations, my friend. He, uh, Yeah, he was 0 for 3. Uh, on Sunday, as I suspected, but he must have gotten some walks. Yeah, he got he got walked once. So, wait, how did he get walked once and score two runs? Did he get hit by a pitch? Uh, I don't know. Don't care enough to look too much. But all right, congratulations to our Degrama of the week, Degrama of the week, Brandon. Moving on, we also have. It's time for my least favorite segment on our podcast, Brandon. It's time for our 60-second stories. How are you feeling? Are you ready to go? You got a good story lined up this week? I got nothing right now, actually. You got nothing? You want me to to go first? I I was going to do the Lyft driver, Uber driver bit, but I just ended up... That that happens to me so many times where I'm like, this is what I'm going to finally talk about, and then I like blow it at the top of the the podcast, and I have nothing to talk about when it comes to 60-second stories. (laughs) I can go first if you want, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, you go first. I never go first, so I'm going to go first. I'm going to – okay, so I guess we got to get into our little spiel. If you don't know what 60 Second Stories is, it's your first <laughs> time listening to the pod, and also you're a big dumb moron who can't figure it out from the name. Brandon and I are both going to tell two uh, probably non-related – not related to baseball stories. Not related. Um, on the podcast, and after 60 seconds, we will immediately cut each other off and then probably continue the story if we didn't get enough time. So, Brandon, I will go first this week for the first time and I think NL Feast history. History. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. All right. And away. Wait, no. What is it? And uh, And away. We. We. Go. Go. All right, Brandon. As I said, I went to the I went camping this week with a bunch of our friends. I think there was like close to twelve or fifteen of us somewhere in that that, that vicinity. Um, went up on Friday with friend of the pod, Chris. We both uh, were able to get off work and, and go in, and we, we drove up. It was a five hour drive up to Walk and State Park. Um, and on our way, we were we were promised a waterfall, Brandon. So we were promised that we were going to be able to go swimming in a waterfall. Um, and, and go kind of just like get a little dip in on the weekend. So on Saturday, we, we go on a 30-minute hike. It's a pretty treacherous hike, too. I'm not much of a hiker. And we get down. We have to climb. There's like a, a clearly like amateurly installed rope that we had to climb down to get to the, to get to the bottom of this, uh, this waterfall. But we get there, and we're like spending the whole week there. 
uh, or the whole week, the whole day there. We're like five hours in. We're dipping, we're splashing, we're tubing, we're hanging out. You know, we're Jeffrey tubing. You know how it goes, buddy. Uh, man. And uh, this old man like sticks his head over the ledge like um, at a, like four o'clock. We've been there for like five hours, um, and he's like started counting us. And he's like, "You gotta come up, you gotta come up." Um, okay, I ran out of time, but I'm gonna continue my story. Um, sorry, that's the end of the sixty seconds, but very on brand. I'm gonna continue. Um, and he calls us up, and we're like, "Oh no, we're gonna be in trouble for trespassing. We're like very clearly at a place we shouldn't be right now. Uh, it's a beautiful waterfall, but there are probably some sort of liability issues." that they don't want to deal with um and we we climb up and it turns out that this dude is just like the the coolest park ranger of all time and he's like yeah you guys are down to hang out i just have to do this every day every single day i have to kick somebody out from this i'm so sorry he was very apologetic told us about another great place that we quote unquote shouldn't go to and like gave us the lowdown on it um and ended up being like the nicest dude in the entire world so today's podcast he wouldn't give me his name either which is probably smart because now i'm telling it on a podcast but um i was like hey what's your name thank you so much and he's like uh probably not gonna tell you that uh, so shout out to gary the park ranger that's what we called you that's what we continue to call you so thanks, he's, he's like you're white you probably got podcast you'll probably tell my name yeah you look like a you're you're a millennial white straight man you're probably got a podcast you're gonna blab all this too um but yeah dude it was a it was a really great time didn't get sunburned which is always an accomplishment for me so uh yeah good that's my 60 second story lovely second six uh, 60 second story <laughs> good start to uh, yours can't wait to see how this goes right <laughs> oh no uh, um yeah i okay so i don't know if mine's gonna be 60 seconds okay but, all right uh, tell me when to start brandon this... tell me when to start hold on uh, start and away start. we go yeah so um uh, growing up, my family uh, had a poodle. His name was Nipsey. He was a uh, uh, I don't know if I spoke about Nipsey on the no, podcast. No, Nipsey but Hustle was, though. Whoa, Nipsey. Yeah, before Nipsey Hustle wasn't even the thought. Oh, not yeah. named after. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, silver poodle, um, surprisingly violent. Uh, <laughs> does, <laughs> did did not like you know he was he was lovely sometimes, but for the most part, if you're near his food, he didn't like it. He was a very protective okay. animal, right. probably. Probably was not indicative. He probably did not grow up well when he was oh, when true. he was a pup. Yeah. You know, so it's probably that makes sense. was the reason. But we probably did a bad job of training him as well. <laughs> okay, play more. Anyway, around. we have the funniest picture of him. So we used to drop him off. I, I went to high school in Nashville, and uh, we used to drop him off at a place called the Farm, which is like a bougie hotel for dogs when we went on vacation. <laughs> They sent us a picture one time that said, Nipsey loves his vacation. And it was a close-up shot of his teeth just growling and his eyes like rolling <laughs> to the back of his head. Which I'll find the picture and we'll post it on Twitter. But it's the funniest picture because it's in like vacation font on like, oh a postcard. Oh my god, that's so great. The farm's got a sense of humor. I love it. When you, when you said Nipsey was going to the farm, I immediately like thought worst case scenario and thought Nipsey. Oh, dad. Yeah, 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 thought yeah. Nipsey was going to die. So. Yeah, they really should not have named it that. Yeah, right? very strange. Very strange. I, yeah, I, yeah. I bet there was confusion, like Larry David style yeah. confusion, where they were, where they were like, uh, they're like, muffins went to the farm. We had to go to the farm. We left on vacation, and before we did, we had to drop him off at the farm. You know, <laughs> wow, we should be uh, curb your enthusiasm, writers, Brandon. We're killing it over here. I also had a dog. Uh, my very first dog, Pal. He was like a big Australian Shepherd um, when we was a, when we were kids growing up, and he uh, we dropped him off at a at a, a similar kind of vibe when we went on vacation once and they called us and we're like, can you come home early? He has not stopped barking since you left. <laughs> I know that was, the, and they were like, uh, when we went and picked him up, they're like, uh, Anna, I thought you were going to tell me it passed away. No, or something. no, no. That's they were like, so you funny. can't drop him back off here again. He's not welcome. Back this he, was he was banned. That's <laughs> he not stopped barking. It's so funny. That's so funny. But... <laughs> Which is funny. Cause it's the one thing dogs. Yeah. Do, it's but like, hey, like, he was doing it so much. What'd you that... think? 
What do you think? Um, anyways, Brandon. All right. I'm sorry. I hate to steamroll you, but we are we are really going over. Yeah, yeah, Actually, we're not going. I think we kind of cooled it in a little bit. But Brandon, yeah. now we move on to our segment. We really just are so organized in the last 15 minutes of the pod. Um, to feast or famine. Uh, if you don't know what that is, guess what? Dipshit, figure it out yourself. <laughs> Man, I've said dipshit and bozo so many times on this podcast already today. Um, Stop negging our, our <laughs> listeners. Um, sorry, listeners. We love all seven of you. Um, Feast or famine. Brandon and I are going to talk about one thing we like, one thing we didn't like in the division this week. Um, Brandon, you know, I did 60-second stories first. Why don't you get started with our Feast or Famine? What was your I'd Feast of the Week? To. Also, Brandon, wait, so wait, 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 wait. Before we have to get into the the this, the theme song that will never get played feast or famine all right okay now that that's over you can go and do it brandon sorry uh so jesus aguilar is actually my feast this week i was looking at his his stats and he's actually on track to have a career year maybe not i think he had a great year 100 rbi year milwaukee um with the with milwaukee in 2017 i think sounds good to me anyway but he's on track to probably have the second most rbi in homers of his career he's never had he had a uh, hundred RBI one year, and he had sixty-two another year. Wow. His first year in Milwaukee, yeah. but he's on—he's already at fifty-three, I believe. So it's like he's on track to surpass definitely the sixty-one. I don't know if he'll get to hundred yeah. this year, but I mean he's on track for that. And also home runs, uh, I, I think he's on track uh, to have—I uh, think at thirty-seven. I want to say the year that year in Milwaukee. Okay, could be wrong on yeah. that. Yeah, but I don't think he's—I think I don't think he's on track to pass that. But I think he's on track to to be around the thirty mark. Hell yeah, dude! I correct. love Jesus. Jesus is such a great locker room guy, and I'm really worried he's going to be traded at the deadline just to make some space for Lee. Uh, I feel like I feel like he should be though. If you guys can get that one great prospect for him, yeah, that's true. Might be worth it. Might be worth it. Um, also, I think he's on a contract year. He's up for arbitration at the end of this year. One of those two things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I love Jesus. He's a uh, and he honestly has cooled down because he had an insane month of of uh, May and was like clobbering in May. Um, and then, yeah, cooled down a little bit, but he's still been like one of the few consistent offensive factors in our in our team, and we need that. So, yeah. thank you for drawing uh, Jesus out, Brandon. My uh, Degrom, <laughs> God damn it, my feast of the week <laughs> uh, is none other than Aaron Nola, who struck out ten Mets in a row and more uh, salt in the wound, breaking Tom, breaking or tying Tom Seaver's tying record, tying Tom Seaver's of, record, of most yeah. strikeouts in a row in one game. So, uh, Brandon, I don't know how you're feeling, but that's got to. Not only did he do it against the Mets. He he did it. Well, so here's what's record. interesting, and I wish we talked about this more earlier. But it seemed like no one had like like any like uh, reverence for yeah, it. Yeah, it the did Phillies. seem like it didn't. Get it was me. weird. Like Girardi was like, "Give me the ball," because he knows about yeah, that because he's yeah, a baseball yeah. lifer. But it's like even Nola was like, "Oh, okay." Like it was like a little. <laughs> it was a little upsetting to be honest. And I and I feel yeah, it sucks that that he tied Tom Seaver in flushing. Against the Mets yeah. the year after Tom Seaver passed away after 51 years. And it's like, if it was DeGrom, it's like, that's great. But also, in my brain, I'm like, DeGrom will fucking beat that. Yeah, you know DeGrom. what I mean? Like, I was like, he'll beat that one day, Shockey right? hasn't. That's he like has a to. pretty insane feat. That means you strike out the lineup, Brandon. I don't know if you know that. There's nine baseball Dude. players. Strike out the whole lineup and then one guy twice. It's pretty crazy stuff, huh? <laughs> Yeah, 50. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's a baseball yeah, plot. 50, 51 years, though. No one struck ten out, struck out 10 in a row. Very, that's very crazy. crazy. Very crazy. Um, all right. And then your famine of the week, Brandon. Brandon, your famine of the week. Uh, is the All-Star Game jerseys. Have you seen that? We had some Dude, fun with it yeah. on our Twitter. Ugly-ass jerseys. Um, but terrible. They're, so now players, I'm, I'm sure if you're a baseball fan, you know this, but during the All-Star Game, they won't be wearing their team jerseys. They're going to be wearing these custom smocks, these white, like, nurses' outfits, you know, that have the team name and, like, nasty some, like, weird, Nasty-looking uniforms, like, dude. Nasty-looking, nasty dude. 
um, yeah, it's upsetting because I think, you know, fans like seeing their team's jerseys on the field. Yeah, they like to see their actual players represented in the All-Star game. Astonishing that they did this. Uh, I mean, okay, wait, no, I take that back. Not astonishing. Frustrating that they did this. Um, and yeah, man, I don't, know, I don't know what to do about it. We just have to boycott the All-Star game, I guess. Another reason to boycott the All-Star game. <laughs> um but yeah all right i'll get into my famine real fast brandon um are you ready for it are you ready for it brandon i'm ready let's do my famine of the week is bobblehead night i missed bobblehead night i'm getting a lot of fomo because i'm uh i don't know if you know this you got the la sun just smashing your face right now i do Um, that uh that i've i'm trying to slowly and 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 steadily integrate myself into marlon's twitter and become a become a staple of marlon's twitter and when i do that i'm unfortunately getting a lot of fomo because a lot of these a lot of these fans are able to go to games regularly because they're in miami and i'm not and so on saturday i got a bunch of fomo with the sandy alcantara bobblehead that was going around sandman not doing anything inappropriate brandon please don't say that um and uh and no no and uh yeah i just wish i was able to like i get all these dumb mets towels and bullshit when i go to mets games i want to get some marlins bullshit too brandon give me your fucking mets towel man what the hell oh sorry i was too busy wiping my ass with it during my little break (laughs) miranda's like sam why in the bathroom is there a bunch of poop towels stop asking questions you won't get it it's a baseball thing stop um also i like what if i just start wearing cloth diapers but my only cloth diapers my mets towels i get from the games Um, we we also really quickly we also had some fun because i retweeted that funny gif of the padres guy flicking off the dodgers that was great yes and i was like this is sam to me that honestly (laughs) made me laugh out loud a lot i really like that brandon i'm glad Um, all right brandon before we move on to our upcoming series i'm going to plug a little new uh a little new a new little segment on the pod that i invented on our text thread this week and uh it's called future fans of the week we are going to mention three people that we are going to tag on our Twitter account that, that have been shouted out on the pod. And Brandon, I'm going to do this right now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously I'm going Marlins themed because I have, uh, I've integrated myself into Marlins Twitter famously. My first one is at takes were made a staple, Brandon, a staple part of Marlins Twitter. We found out this week that they worked for, uh, they worked for Chuck E. Cheese's that just allowed a lot of good comedy on the pod. Even Craig Mish addressed it. It was great, Brandon. So at takes were made and just started following me too, Brandon. So we're officially buds, baby. We're officially buds. So thank you. Takes were made. Um, also, I think I made him. Oh, he listened to the Bo Burnham podcasting. So I, I, I was like, hey, go back and listen to this episode. I think you'd like it a lot. And my second is going to be at Dax Bahama. Dax the Marlin, another great Marlins fan. We love them. Also follows me. Wow. Brandon, I've made it, baby. I've made it. Um, so thanks, Dax the Marlin. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. Check it out this week. You'll be featured on our Twitter feed. And then finally, at Daniel DeVivo co-host of fish on the farm podcast um so they know a lot more about podcasting than i do daniel um uh yeah i know that we are not a very educated podcast when it comes to baseball but we hope you like our bullshit thank you that's our that's our segment brandon what'd you think of it Uh, i think that was great and i'll bring some mets folks in next week Uh, we're gonna again just integrate ourselves into mets and marlins culture and not not touch the other three teams in the no we're scared we're scared they won't like us. yeah then then we don't know too much about their team so we're sorry but brandon all right my favorite part of the podcast we get to listen to hear you talk for a little bit tell us about our upcoming series in the division brandon so the phillies are going to be doing a little one game jaunt in cincinnati Mm -hmm. hanging out there and then they'll be playing the marlins and then padres both in philadelphia Philadelphia, Uh, the the nationals will be playing the mets over a makeup game from that covid series at the end of the season Mm -hmm. uh just one game today and then they'll be playing the rays and dodgers a tough week for the nationals let's see if if schwabs can continue and carry them through the the, those two tough series uh marlins are in philly and then atlanta uh, like I said, the Mets play that one game with the Nats, and they'll be in Atlanta, and then 
at Yankee Stadium, so a fun New York series this weekend. That'll be fun. Um, and then Braves are Mets and Marlins. Yeah. Uh, so what's your most exciting series out of that bunch? So I'm going to say a couple of them. I really like the Mets at Yankees just because uh, the New York City rivalry is always a lot of fun, and I also might be able to sneak mm-hmm. into a couple of those games. <laughs> sneak in, it implies I'm going to like jump a fence to get into the games. Yeah. <laughs> um, be able to go to those games. I also am excited about this, um, the Phillies-Marlins series. I think if we can, if we can win a couple games – um, and kind of hopefully talk myself back into the Marlins being somewhat competitive this year. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but honestly, I, I actually wait. I strike that one. I want to see Bra- Braves versus Mets. That's the one I'm the most excited for, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I think that that could. Uh, it's like kind of not the final hurrah for Braves to like prove themselves that they should be taken seriously in this division, but like would be a great opportunity for them to kind of turn around the the season so far. So, what about you? What's your favorite Absolutely. series? Uh, definitely Mets versus Yankees. Uh, we're missing Degrom versus Cole uh, by a day, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, but yeah, no, always excited for the Mets versus Yankees series. Um, I and I also I really hope because they're playing at Yankee Stadium. I was like, hope some of the lefty bats maybe can break out at that joke of a right field porch. Maybe Conforto and like Nimmo and McNeil can maybe hit some hit some bombs. I like there. it, Brandon. But, um, I like it. But yeah, looking forward to that series. Always. Hell yeah, Brandon. All right. We got a lot of good baseball to look forward to this week, my friend. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Big baseball week. Big baseball Um, week. All right, Brandon. I think before we get out of here, the last thing we got to do is plug. So, Brandon, why don't you plug yourself for us on our our Little Little podcast? Hey, you can follow me at Brando Grosso on Twitter or Instagram. (laughs) Okay. All right. You want to see pictures? Uh, That's it. That's all I got. What about you? All right, cool. Follow (laughs) me at SlimProTV on Twitter. I'm tweeting about the Marlins constantly and down to just chat. Um, Brandon, I was thinking about this. Should I change my Twitter handle? I am not really streaming at all, and I have just been kind of dedicated it towards the <laughs> podcast. I was thinking about just like, changing the at to, to something NL Feast related. What do you think of that? Sam NL yeah. Feast? Yeah, you can do that. All right. we'll, 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 I'll throw out some tweets. We'll see what people think of it. But uh, Also, don't forget to follow the pod at NL Feast on Twitter. Uh, we're pretty active over there as well. You can see some images and some articles that we directly link after we talk about them on the show. Please email us, for the love of God, anybody say anything. <laughs> it just keeps saying your primary tab <laughs> is empty. Please email nlfeastpod at gmail.com. We will literally read it on the podcast. You can be – I mean the people that we're talking to are already uh, talked about on the podcast all the time. Our, our only listeners are constantly addressed on the pod. Um, but make make our primary tab and our hearts full. Please, and, and then us. also don't forget to leave a five star review. We didn't have any this week, but if you leave a five star review on the podcast, uh, the Apple we podcast, get a cookie. you get a cookie. And also, <laughs> we will read it on the pod and talk to you a little bit. And I won't do my Marlins man impressions. But that does it for this show, Brandon. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Bye bye. Bye bye.